to eat turkey, cause it's good. Love to eat turkey like a good boy should, cause it's turkey to eat. So good. That clapping's messing my head up, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. But I was, was trying to think of the next line. I'm like, all I hear is clapping. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks anyways. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Ginger Talks podcast. My name is Ginger Snaps, and joining me as always is the wonderful Druid. Druid, how are you? Uh, great, feeling festive, uh, even in the insurmountable distance that I have to uh, the, the United States of America. Uh, I'm I'm here. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just get me in there with the pilgrims. Get me raw and dirty in there. I'm ready. <laughs> well, it, this is a very special uh, episode because this is a holiday special. Uh, we finished season one and uh, took a little break, but we have a very special guest for this very special holiday episode. Joining us this week is my wonderful friend, Storm of Iron. Storm, I'm so happy we finally got you on the podcast. I know, right? And 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 who's the Storm of Iron character you're talking about? I don't know, some some jackass. I know, I don't know. Some some rando. <laughs> so, some random jackass. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely random. Just a just a total clown ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Storm, uh, if you want to introduce yourself a little bit for the wonderful listeners, uh, do I have to? I mean, if you don't, I'll just say a whole bunch of shit about you. I mean, I can say a whole bunch of stuff about a whole bunch of different things, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think uh, we've already been doing already, but I am Storm of Iron, and uh, yeah, you know what? I do the Twitch thing, uh, hang out online, and uh, I I tend to talk a whole hell of a lot. So good times all around. Only fitting that we have you on. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just I'm just devastated that uh, it's Storm of Iron, and we haven't got Slate of Steel. You, you know, oh, it's it's funny it's funny about that. Um, well, not not so much the 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 wording of it, but the the fact that wherever I go, regardless of whose channel I'm in, uh, the pronunciation of the name always changes. Uh, to some people, I am Storm of Irons, like plural, or Storm of Iron. Uh, the 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 iron is always pronounced differently, and it's the weirdest damn thing. Why? But don't know, no idea. Totally clueless. Ugh. Jokes on them because you're actually Jeremy Irons' son. <laughs> it's kind of true, you know. Yeah, especially in that Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, uh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> that was a bad. That was a bad call all around. That was uh, that was bad casting. Uh, that was uh, that was a paycheck movie uh, to fund some. Uh, extracurricular activities uh, that we won't get into here because there is a uh, non-disclosure agreement about those. So, yes. Uh, but props to them for being able to wield the only 12-sided green splat on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Storm, how do, how do we know each other? Uh, we know each other because... Um, Let's see. 
we we know each other because we we kind of popped up in the in the in the same uh, Twitch channel, and then everybody got to know one another, and yeah, it kind of just sort of blooms outward from there. Yeah, and we even hung out once, which yeah. is when we were supposed to do the original podcast, but listen, technical difficulties limited us. Listen, don't. Don't at me. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> regular listeners of the podcast know that episode five was, uh, that was a multiple attempt episode because we were originally going to have a live with guest recording when we were in Atlanta for the convention. And then you were off doing other things. Things didn't line up. And then when I did the recording, it only captured my audio and not Druid's, and it just, it, it, was a, it was a shit show. So the recording happened when, when I got back, sans you, but doing this holiday episode, I think, is the perfect, perfect time to have you on, because those of you who don't know Storm, uh, this man can talk about any kind of food, and we're going to eventually get into some food talk, but before then... We're just going to talk about whatever the hell we want, because it's what we do here, damn it. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. But, uh, I'm okay with that. <clears throat> yeah. It... I'm, so glad, I'm so glad you deigned to be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this, uh, I'm gonna give it a pass, um, you know. Good, good. It's like, it's like Dread, she gets a pass. <laughs> Carl Urban is awesome. That's the second time what? Dread has been brought up around me today. I'm the law. No, 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 no. I Not know, that one. You're fired. You are legitimately fired from your own podcast for referencing that horrible. Actually, it's funny. If you want to get onto a completely separate tangent about movies and how the newer Judge Dredd with Carl Urban and the older Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone, if the two of those movies were combined, they would make the idealistic actual Judge Dredd. The scope of the original Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone, kind of, um, the vision exceeded its grasp. And then you had the ego-driven Sylvester Stallone, who decided that he wanted to kind of call the shots. Um, the world and characters of that particular movie excelled. The fantastical elements of that movie excelled. But the actual acting... And character that was Judge Dredd, as portrayed by Carl Urban, was far superior to the mm. hokey, schlocky uh, Sylvester Stallone impression, which is too bad. Yeah, I like I liked how the Rob Schneider character in the Light of Dread played it completely uh, straight. Olivia Wilde is that was that who it was? I believe so. Olivia Wilde? No. Oh, oh, thank goodness for that. Uh, no corrections in this episode. I'm really on the fucking ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have, I would have took a mini series of that Carl Urban Dread. Yeah, absolutely. They were supposed to make one too, so I think it's still kind of in production somewhere. And it was uh like uh what is it? Tales from Mega City is I think what it is supposed to be called. Yeah, and give me Judge Death with Carl Urban. Because I think that would be uh, super yeah. cool. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. I'd be all over that. Yeah, it's so heavy metal as well. Judge Death. 
uh, I think the band Anthrax used him on a lot of their uh, merchandise and promotional material. Wouldn't surprise uh, me at all. Yeah, well, they even had a song called "I Am the Law," which oh, sadly yeah. did, sadly did not feature uh, Rob Schneider uh, in his most uh, <laughs> memorable in his most memorable quote from that film, where he's like, uh, he shoots uh, shoots some goons, and he says, "Pussy, is that all you got?" <laughs> and then he gets stabbed. Yeah, Rob Schneider is the school shooter. <laughs> I thought he was the animal and uh, uh, Deuce Bigelow, <laughs> and and the guy who screams out, "You can do it!" in yeah, every Adam yeah. Sandler movie. Yes, lest, lest we forget the hot chick. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. Lest we not forget about that. No, please Indeed. let me. Please, for the love of God, let me. <laughs> You know, this is this is those particular instances why we need the men in black flashy thing. Yes. So we can just be like, you know what? Um, there's a movie that I saw, and I really don't want to see it again. Flashy thing. Mm-hmm. Wow, I feel better already. Right? Mm. I just Forget about it. You can do it. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I've been talking about all these movies I haven't seen in so long with people, and Little Nicky was actually one that, that cropped up. There's a whole... That movie's fantastic. I think, personally, that movie is fantastic. I don't know what streaming service you can watch it on, because I've wanted to watch it for years, and I haven't been able to find it. So the interesting thing about Little Nicky is that was Adam Sandler's first real huge production. Uh That was his first uh, mega production with all of these actors and all of these stars and all of this uh, different set pieces and... Uh, big budget, all of that stuff. That was his first big one like that. And critics basically hate Adam Sandler because all the guy does is hire his friends and wants to have fun. And for some reason, hey, guess what? Adam Sandler continues to have a cult following of people in addition to a regular following of people who genuinely enjoy what the guy does, even though it may not be highbrow humor or Shakespeare, uh, people genuinely enjoy what the guy does, and just the goofy stuff that he puts out there. And it's just, it's not fucking serious. Like, yeah. it's just a little bit of slap slapstick. It's a little bit of physical comedy. It's a little bit of dick and fart jokes. It's a little bit of just most people that I know love a movie like that. The most serious, uptight, highbrow people We'll sit there and go, so I watched a movie I haven't watched in a long time, and and I'm afraid to tell people about it. I watched Mr. Deeds, and I'm like, fuck yeah, you did. <laughs> like, a fantastic movie. Absolutely. Like, we've talked so much about movie reviews centering around this podcast, and I've shit-talked a lot of actors. Uh, yep. Uh, but, <laughs> like... You're allowed to not dig a movie. It doesn't need to be, you know, Cannes Film Festival winner. Like, fuck it. Like, just well, let a movie be a yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not trying to make Citizen Kane with Little Nicky. Right. right. You know, the Tarantino blind preacher character. Right. You know, you know isn't going to come up at the end and go, Rosebud. Right. We'd be talking about a different rosebud yeah, if we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Popeye's chicken makes me shit my ass. And you're like, okay. 
Right. But, uh, but the, you know, in all fairness, though, the guy can act. Uh, you know, everyone says it about him, but fucking uncut gems. Right. Jesus Christ. That's Sandler has has proven that he can be a serious actor. But yeah. why would you want to be a serious actor when you could fuck around and have fun? Yep. Yeah, and I, I love his approach where he basically says, like, well, I wanted to take my wife and kids to Cancun, so I did Jack and Jill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, because, hey, because yeah, hey. everybody has to go to Cancun, so that's our filming location. Therefore, vacation time, fam. Yeah. Right. You can't, you can't hate on him for that. And um, what, what, what else he did that I, I really admired was that film Funny People, where he basically played the a fictional a fictitious sorry uh, version of himself where he's uh, like playing the merman right you know he knows he's fully aware and every time you get mad about it he you know you give him you give him Sandler like a notch to beat you down with because he's still winning he's on top yeah, yeah because he's 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 the one in on the cosmic joke and you're not and if you get angry at the fact that he's having fun with a movie, it's like, well, joke's on you. Ha ha. Yeah. Right. I mean... And- Actually, side note about the, the filming location, just because he wanted to go on vacation. Um, I did read a little article about uh, Christopher Walken. And Christopher Walken, not as crafty as that, but apparently Christopher Walken has never bought clothes in a number of years because he, he basically takes home and steals everything from the wardrobe department. <laughs> okay. Oh my Fun facts. Uh, to keep the budget down on reservoir dogs, fucking, uh, the, the, how they kept the costume budget down is all of your leads brought uh, they all wore their own clothes that tracksuit that oh what the fuck is his name um i haven't seen reservoir dogs in so long he's 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 someone's brother isn't he um one of the bald ones no Uh, no he's 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 like he's got like a i i want to say he is uh like Oh, man. Names are escaping me. Just can we just move on? I've, uh, I've got to hold on. I've got to know. Um, Rez. He's the, he's, the, he's the guy that played Harvey Milk. Oh, Chris Penn. Chris Penn. Yeah, he's Chris Penn. He, his brother is yeah. uh, the the Sean more famous. Penn. Sean, yes. Sean Penn. Yes. <laughs> the more so, famous Penn. His... Yeah. Well, the, you know who got the looks there. Right. So Chris Penn actually, the the tracksuit that he wears, that is his own tracksuit. Harvey Keitel and Tim Roth. Tim Roth went out and bought a suit specifically for Reservoir Dogs to keep the budget down because Tarantino blew his load on actors. Yep. He Harvey Keitel <laughs> doubled or tripled the fucking. Uh, we're not going to talk about blowing load and blowing loads and Tarantino and feet. It's fine. Um, Harvey Keitel. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> tripled the budget. That he got from investors. Like, it's, you can make great movies on low budgets. And that's one of the things I love, like, Tarantino's just like, 
fuck it, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just gonna be a blind preacher and little Nicky anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah, and probably he's probably gonna make either it's he either made bank for doing that or did it completely as a favor because he wanted to be in an Adam Sandler movie just for kicks. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. I see my path. Um, what's it? Uh, Joe, you know, it's funny. I was quite. Um, I was with friend of the podcast O One Two One Dylan yesterday. Yeah. And he was telling me that he got super drunk uh, on a weekend uh, away in the city of Bristol, and he said that when his friend was possibly dying from alcohol poisoning in their hotel suite, he was sitting there. <laughs> Quoting uh, Tim Roth in Reservoir Dogs going, I'm fucking dying here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fucking dying here. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. It's, I. It's train wreck level of fantastic, mostly. Like, it's, it's gruesome, yeah, but you can't look away and maybe you giggle a little bit, but, you know. Fun fact, Harvey Keitel over here in the UK uh, did uh, an ad campaign where he worked for a car insurance company where he reprised the role of Winston Wolf. Oh my God. Oh dear Lord. Yeah, and he was like, I'll I'll hook you up on your car insurance. Uh, I'm Winston Wolf and I get problems solved. And you're like, what the f? (laughs) I. That's rough. There's a long-running joke in my family um, because my mom and I are very uh, quick to be be able to fix things a lot of times. And so in her office, anytime something would go wrong with technology, they'd, they'd call my mom. And... One of the young guys, one of the one, one of the young lawyers that works in the office, he looked at my mom one day after she just got done from crawling underneath the printer and goes, you're like the Winston Wolf of this office. Remind me never to cross you. And so there's been a joke running for at least 20 years that we're just a family of Winston Wolves. We just don't kill people or clean up after dead bodies. And I'm like, I don't know if that's something that we should be proud of. But I didn't know who Winston Wolf was until I got older and I watched it and I went, oh, oh. Yeah, so, uh, so get that duct tape and those plastic bags and a boatload of Windex, please. Aren't you yeah, glad it... that I didn't roll into Atlanta with a car full, <laughs> car full of that stuff? Hey, man, I wouldn't have questioned it. <laughs> uh, is it? It's it's really it's really great to hear that you have a familial talent for getting middle aged men to part with their wives' favorite linen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I had a job going into people's houses for a while, so you never know. Uh, great, great. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, just parking that off to one side. Um, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> the partially incriminating evidence aside, yeah, uh, carrying on and moving past that. No. Yeah, fun fun fact about uh, that scene is that the guy that gets shot, you know, Marvin, who gets shot in the back of the car, mm-hmm. he is voiced by well, he's played by famous voice actor Phil Lamar. Yep. 
Yep. Very nice guy, as a matter of fact. Yes. Hey, oh, you've you've met Phil Lamar. Yes, I have. I have met Phil Lamar. I have a picture with him, and I have his autograph. Yeah, uh, fantastic. Uh, awesome dude. Awesome, awesome dude. His voice work in a lot of the DC uh, cartoons, mm-hmm. so the DC comic mm-hmm. cartoons, is like Green Lantern, uh, also uh, Samurai Jack, yeah. and he's Hermes from um, Futurama. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does he does some awesome, awesome voice work, and and that guy is unbelievably nice. It just just a, a really, really pleasant dude to to actually meet, and he was super gracious and everything. So yeah, that was at always... um, Terrificon. That's when that was. Yeah. Oh yeah. Always remember him really fondly as the voice of Vamp in Metal Gear Solid Two. Yeah. Oh really? Yep. Yeah. 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 A very unmistakable voice. Yeah. He... He's distinct. He's very distinct. Yeah. In a lot of ways, he's like, in voice acting, he's like Claudia Black. She's got yes. that distinctive tone, and you can tell it's her, regardless yeah. if she's in um, a, 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 a cartoon or she's voicing a character in uh, Destiny, yep. uh, the video game. There's character actors... Oh, sorry, carry on. I was going to say, there's there's... Voice actors and character actors and people like that who are just so distinct that you know them, or it sits in the back of your mind and you're like, I know them, I know them, and then you do the slightest bit of googling and you're just like, son of a bitch! Like looking yeah, at yep. Phil yeah. Lamar's IMDb is insane. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy, and to think he got his start on Mad TV, like really, that was his springboard was Mad TV. Hmm. Is the, uh, the 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 hyperactive UPS guy? He was also on the George Carlin show. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Holy shit! He was in the Wild Thornberries. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, he's got. He has some impressive, impressive credit to his name. Oh my god! Yeah, I, you know, in, insanely jealous because I actually think that. Cartoon voice acting is my dream job. I think I would love to do that above almost anything else. And I know that my like everyday talking voice is, you know, not exactly lined up to do that or geared up to do that. But mm. oh god, I love doing silly voices. Well, and the thing is, is we Storm and I know many people who are in that world. I know many people who are in that world and you never know how it, like what, if some like words are hard, I'm struggling. Holy shit. Uh, you never know who you're going to meet that has something that would be, you know, perfect for you or, um, someone who just like randomly finds you or you randomly audition for something like, it's just, it's, it's insane how that industry works that industry i i think is is you know it's filled with a very high quality level of individuals Mm -hmm. uh more so than actors or actresses because you've always got the stories about this actor's hard to work with this actress is difficult and 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 you never hear of a voice actor who is a narcissistic jerkhole. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. You don't you don't hear about Troy Baker like holding a baby out of a window, right? Well, and the thing is with voice actors, if they are a piece of shit, they get blacklisted before the production is even finished. They're blacklisted from anything else, and it's never going to happen again for them, no matter how hard they try. Because I know people who <laughs> who have seen people get blacklisted. And it's just, it's, it's not pretty. But when that does happen, like, it's just very quiet. They fade, they disappear. Nobody mm-hmm. looks for them. Nobody asks for them. And yeah, because you don't have to hire one of these people. And, you know, contractual obligations aside, it's like, yeah, you know what? Uh, we heard this person is difficult to work with. So we're simply not going to hire them. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then the best you can hope for is being a, like a a sweary cartoon duck in the background of American Dad, right? <laughs> or perhaps one of the principal voice actors of the Animaniacs. <laughs> I know what you did there. <laughs> there's there's a quality group of people right there. That's for sure. Mm. It's. You know, I've, back in the days when, before I started doing anything streaming content related, I was like, I would love to be a voice actor. I'd love to make content. I'd love to do these things. And I'm creating content now. I mean, I, we have podcast, we have my stream, Uh, YouTube is going to be a thing at some point, like. I've written, you know, my script. I do all these things. I don't think I'm ever going to try to seriously get into any sort of acting because holy fuck. (laughs) That's just a lot of goddamn work. And you have to hold yourself to a completely different um, level when you're doing something like that. Yeah. And I know that I would end up being like a method actor. And I would fucking, oh, people would hate me. I, I wouldn't go full Jared Leto, but holy shit. <laughs> Ginger Snaps just sent me a, a shit in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Is it human? Well, Is it well, animal? Well. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a True. little Caesar. It was actually a little Caesars. Oh, God. I don't want to talk about shit and Little Caesars in the same sentence. <laughs> it tears you up from the inside. Uh, Extra sausage, am I right? It's two, Ginger? Uh, no, no, no. I, I've had my fair share of Little Caesars in my life, and I really don't want to have any more. Oh. We don't even have we don't we don't have a Little Caesars close by. We don't have it in this country. I don't know where I even got the reference from. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we only deal with Big Caesar here. Oh, ah. Fucking Julius. Aw, shit. Yeah, yeah. Go check out Hadrian's Wall and everything else. <laughs> yeah, I, funny enough, I visited Hadrian's Wall just three months ago. Really. Yeah, that is yeah. rather remarkable, actually. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a live uh, archaeology site, and they're uncovering more of the townships around Hadrian's Wall. The wall itself, hmm. underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's interesting because one of those things that I ran across in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, uh, which is one of my absolute favorite games, to just simply get lost in because it's huge. It is a giant game world that is, um, it is historical fiction. But the area, it is, you know, England in 855 AD and, or thereabouts, 860 AD, and you simply wander around England doing all kinds of stuff, uh, plundering, pillaging, raiding, and uh, straight up murdering dudes, but that's beside the point. You are a Viking <laughs> after all. Uh, one of the locations that you can visit is Hadrian's Wall in northern England. And this is something that was old, even in 800 AD. And I love how the game represents so many of these things. There are still giant pieces of Roman architecture in 800 AD uh, that the cities and villages have, have kind of sprung up around and that you happen across in the various pieces of countryside or, you know, on your, your journeys and travel somewhere. But it's it's interesting because, you know, it's no place I'm ever going to be, and I'm never ever going to be in a time machine traveling back to 800 AD. I would probably step out and be murdered by something, but mm-hmm. that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's cool to be able to see things like that in a video game that tries to represent them yeah. with some kind of minimal accuracy. Yeah. You know, even if it's uh, you know, even if it's Stonehenge or um, in the Wrath of the Druids expansion, there is um, the Giant's Causeway, which was, the scope of it, even for a video game, was jaw-dropping. It was absolutely incredible. I mean, it was amazing to see this and, and stumble across it, not knowing that it was there, rounding a corner and going, wait a minute, what the hell is this? Hold on. This is an actual thing and a place that you could visit today that looks very similar to what this is now. So yeah, yeah, it's funny. I've been to all of these places that you've mentioned. Uh, what's what's cool? You know, this country is cool for that, and I think it's something that we, you know, we have uh, a very different her- heritage over here to you guys. Uh, but like, what's cool here is, you know, you could be in a, a village or a small town or something like that, and there'll be like a signpost somewhere that basically says uh, it's what's called an English heritage site, so they're protected sites. But mm. you can just go over for free and you can see the earthwork and the barrows, uh, basically like old grave sites from the Neolithic times and things like that. Yeah, we've got a lot of that. But here's a question about Valhalla. <laughs> Do they include the raid at Lindisfarne? Trying to think. I don't know. It's one uh, of the most. It's possibly the most famous Viking raid uh, that happened in the country. Uh, the reason it, I bring it up, it may have been something that took place in the context of the game, um, yeah. but it may not be something that actually we experience in the game itself. Right. So, right. Uh, it, it's it. The only reason I bring it up is because. Uh, what was crazy was I met my girlfriend working at uh, an elementary school, 
and we taught the uh, when we met we basically took a lesson together that was the first time we met and it was teaching the kids about the viking raid on lindisfarne and what was crazy is that uh the first time i took her to meet my family up in scotland we actually went to the island of lindisfarne which still has remnants of the viking raid hmm. uh which is super cool that is very interesting actually yeah and it's a it's a crazy piece of land because you can only access uh, the the air, the town of Lindisfarne at certain times of day because uh, the road that goes into Lindisfarne basically gets covered up by water as the tide comes in. Mm. One uh, of the um, the the, the, sorry, the yeah. big the big chunks of the narrative of um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is dealing with. Uh, King Alfred of Wessex, who's trying to, you know, he's trying to to deal with the Vikings while the Vikings are trying to basically plunder and pillage. So it's pretty cool. I I like it, and and it's certainly not historically accurate by any means, but it's it's interesting in that it has characters who are actually in history. Um, you know, you may not have. Uh, Ragnar Lothbrok, but his sons are actual individuals who existed in history. So it's pretty cool. I personally enjoy it. That's part of why I want to go over there at some point is to look at or and, and just see all of those historical things and you know, see it and witness it, even in its current state. Like, cause uh, you know, time machines aren't a thing. And if they are, yep. someone give me one. Um, but I, I would love to see the village that my family is from. I would love mm-hmm. to see, you know, the, the castles in, in Scotland and see where the other side of my family is from and Scottish Highlands. Yeah. I mean, I would love to do all of that, see all of that. And I want to go out to Massachusetts where my family came to the U S. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, you just want to visit Salem. I know how it goes. Uh, no, <laughs> not just that. Um, they they like to burn my kind there. It's fine. Uh, no, actually, they um, <laughs> they hung them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oddly enough, the the interesting depiction of Salem and the the burning of witches and stuff like that that is something that never actually took place in Salem. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they only um, you know they tried to get you to uh, repent, and if you repented or said, "All right, all right, fine, fine, fine," I cop to this, they took all your stuff. Mm-hmm. And even even if you did deny it, they still took all your stuff. Yep. So they have the gravesite of Giles Corey, <laughs> and he was a dude who was one of the most obstinate individuals in Salem at the time. And they basically tried to accuse him of witchcraft. And he didn't say he um, he practiced witchcraft or he denied that he practiced witchcraft because he understood. The, the the laws that they had. So if he denied it, they would still come in, take his lands and his holdings and everything else, and he would be left with nothing. Um, so basically, they opted to 
press him, which is they put him down, put a board on him, and began to pile stones on top of it. And they'd pile a bunch of stones on top, and then they would say, all right, um, you know, do you, uh, how do you answer to the plea of witchcraft? And he remained silent. And one of the last things that he said when they said, uh, you know, how do you plead to these accusations of witchcraft was more weight. Mm-hmm. And then they crushed him. Yep. So, and that, how... that way he did not lose his, uh, his, his holdings, his family, anything. So, mm-hmm. But this is how you know that it's all, like, fake, and there's no such thing as witches, because they're always practicing witch- witchcraft and never succeeding. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I, I can see that. Enough of the rehearsal already? Well, that's... I know people in my real life, as well on the internet, who, without any prompting, believe that I, Gingersnap67... Am a witch. Are you, are you are you sure that's what they meant? Uh, no, because I also get <laughs> called a bitch, and I know there's a difference. Yeah, I was gonna say seeking clarification. Uh, I, I know there's yeah. both both uh, both are questions or statements that that get brought to my attention frequently. Yeah. But well, at, <laughs> least, uh, at least I'm not practicing at being a bitch. Right, I just am. <laughs> It's fine. I've had almost 30 years of practice. It's, let's go, girls. <laughs> like, I, but I don't, like, I'm like, what the fuck makes you think? And they're like, well, you know, you know how you look and you know how you act. And I'm like, how do I act? <laughs> Racist. I'm, I'm not, yeah, like, how, how, how does one act to be a witch? I don't You know, know. and that's, that's what I don't get. That's like, you know. Ooh, you you wear uh you wear you wear black colored clothing. Therefore, um, I I question your uh, your spirituality. Wait, what? Yeah. Funny enough, the Ravenclaw scarf was a real giveaway. Yeah, yeah, I should have gone Gryffindor. Uh, it also doesn't help that uh, I joke about being a Slytherin. So, but like, it's someone literally was just like, "Hey, can you make me a a thing to bless my house?" And I was like, "With what?" Yeah. Like what? What? What do you ex? What? <laughs> yeah, normally, 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 I would, uh, I would, I would uh, demand a high price for this, and uh, I would bless your house with sage. But you've actually got to go out to a uh, cow pasture, and you've got to collect uh, cow manure and and fashion it into a cow manure candle, and that is how you're going to bless your house from now on. <laughs> um, Make ugh. sure you braid blades of grass as your wick. But they've got to be covered in the cow manure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True pretty, that. Sounds pretty shitty to me. A <laughs> little bit. A little bit. But you know what? People people will believe anything. I mean, if they if they randomly walk up to you and, and think that you are a witch, that is your full card-carrying license to do whatever the hell you want, and chances are they're probably going to believe it. Oh, absolutely. I've played into it a few times, and I love it. But... I'm who, gonna... are these, who are these fucking people? I, I don't know. Communists. Dumb, They're uh, communists. That too. <laughs> D- dumb white girls. Yeah. But... Oh, yeah. You're like a witch or what? Speaking of witches and things from around that time period, we're 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 coming up to Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's true. And there's no one I would rather have this conversation with than Storm because Storm has an opinion about. F- 
every little bit of food that we can uh yeah i'm very excited to get into this as well because my notion of thanksgiving completely comes from uh willem defoe uh lightly sucking cranberry sauce off his thumb in sam raimi's spider-man I'm Sam Raimi. Was... Sam Raimi needs to go back to doing the movies that Sam Raimi is good at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. yes, I realize that there was some studio interference with the final Spider-Man in his uh, in his series, but uh, that man put him put him back on uh, Drag Me to Hell, put him back on Evil Dead, mm-hmm. do things like that. Yeah. Evil Dead is great. Evil Dead Two is yeah. possibly my favorite. Uh, Army of Darkness. Movie. Oh my god! Uh, what is Uh huh. I I I said the words basically. I mean, maybe I didn't say every last little syllable, but uh, I said your words. Yeah, and and that guy uh, could make Bruce Campbell's really sing on screen. Yeah. Uh, in a way that he Bruce Campbell like. It, when he's not with Sam Raimi, doesn't get the roles he deserves. It's true. I, I will yeah. completely agree with you on this one. Um, Bubba Hotep. If yes, I that, was just about to bring that up. Absolutely yeah. just about to bring that up because, um, yeah, Don Coscarelli, fantastic, fantastic, fantastic producer, creator, um, genius, brilliant, sublime genius that he is. And actually all around uh, very friendly dude. So also met him. <laughs> I would never have guessed. Nah. So I didn't do any uh, pre, pre-Googling pre because why the fuck would I do anything and be prepared at That's all? That's like work. That's like work. We don't want to work. But I did find a list of the top 42 items that are served at an American's Thanksgiving. Okay. So. Number is number one, one turkey? Number, number one, one is turkey. Yeah. Reese's cups. <laughs> That's my Thanksgiving. Don't call me out like that. Yeah, the, the, the Reese's cups are melted down and shaped like a turkey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah, chocolate yeah. Is the, the chocolate is the skin and the peanut butter is the flesh underneath. Nom, so nom, is that on the same table as the, is that on the same table as the cow shit candle? Um, the cow shit candle is on a place of reverence above the fireplace. It's on the mantle above the fireplace. That is where it effectively cleanses the house of evil spirits most effectively. And it, it's guarded. It's guarded by Salem, America's third favorite talking cat. Listen, Sabrina, why don't you pump the brakes there on that one? Oh shit! So. Number yes. one dish is turkey. Yep. So, but the question, like, the big debate is the best way to have your Thanksgiving turkey. Um, so it doesn't taste like shit. <laughs> so no cow manure candles. Got it. <laughs> well, no, the, the cow manure candles are only in the places of the individuals who walk up to you and go, so, uh... <laughs> You a witch, or uh, like, uh, can can you can you tarot card me or something? Yeah, yeah. Let me let me break out my uh, my on the go travel set of tarot cards and read about how much of a dink you are. Now get the hell out of here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Don't like this don't, don't burn me at your pilgrim stake because I'm just practicing at cooking this turkey. Yeah, yeah, practicing absolutely. 
so because I've done smoked, deep fried, baked, all that shit. Turkey's turkey as long as it's not dry. Exactly, it's that good. is exactly one hundred percent what it has to be. As long as the turkey is not overcooked, tough, and dry, any mm-hmm. kind of turkey will do. Yes. Uh, There's a common misconception about which one's best. It's the one that doesn't taste like shit. That's yes. the one that's the best. <laughs> yes. Because you're not you're not cooking multiple turkeys for you know, are you are you feeding a small army of your relatives? I certainly hope not, because that's a shitty goddamn Thanksgiving. Because that many relatives in one place is that many people who've got dissenting opinions about all kinds of crap that I really don't want to listen to. <laughs> My dad has done three turkeys on a single Thanksgiving and I'm like, fucking why? You know what? That many relatives all in one place is like uh, the human centipede, but their heads are just up each other's asses. They're not stitched to their their buttholes. So yeah, it's like if your ears were sewn onto your racist uncle's fucking horrible opinions. Yeah, uh, effectively, yeah. I that there's a reason I'm 800 miles away from home and I don't go home for the holidays. Besides the weather, it's I just. So well, ginger, here's here's gin, the thing about gingers bringing the gingers bringing the cranberry sauce. We still win. Yeah, fuck them. I, I like cranberry, no cranberry sauce. sauce. <laughs> cranberry sauce is good stuff. Um, the cranberry sauce, however, that comes out of the can that when you open it up and you turn it upside down, it retains the can shape. <laughs> yep. That is the only cranberry sauce that you need. Yeah, that's it's funny. It's like a a picture of like the inside of Andy Warhol's penis. <laughs> God damn it. And it's on it's on a multicolored uh, multicolored art print on the wall. Yeah, and it's it, it's like constantly cajoling Lou Reed into making more music. <laughs> uh, number two on this list. Yes. Mashed potatoes. Okay, I can see that. Uh, oh, what a what a revelation! Uh, right. <laughs> but it Sorry. gets it gets weird when we hit like okay, so I'm gonna just like rapid fire through some of the obvious ones. Yes. Stuffing or dressing, bread or rolls, ham, scalloped potatoes, sweet potatoes, gravy, green beans, mac and cheese, corn, potato salad, cornbread, green bean casserole, salad. Ooh, green bean casserole. Right. That is some good stuff right there. Right. Now, I've got a point of contention here. Uh, you, you're having mac and cheese with like a roast turkey dinner. Yes. That's fucking clapped. I... Yeah, that's that's pretty bullshit. That's like craft yeah. mac mac and cheese out of like the blue box where no. where you just add powder to it and it's like, "Here you go. Here's some mac and cheese, big fella." No, it's usually put, put the that right the... next to your deep-fried turkey that somebody spent 3 hours cooking. It's usually yeah, yeah. the the baked mac and cheese. It's not like the craft mac and cheese that you get in the box or the Velveeta that you just like doesn't belong at the uh, Thanksgiving bag. table. Doesn't doesn't belong at the Thanksgiving table. Baked mac yeah. and cheese is different. Nope. nope. Nope, nope. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck the Pillsbury Doughboy do and his pathetic fucking elbow-shaped dick. You know, it's 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 funny. I have two actual Pillsbury Doughboys right here. Not shocked. Yeah. Uh. Um, voiced by Phil Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, that would that would that would kind of make the day. That would uh, yeah. actually definitely make the day. Right. Yeah. Well, I like to call that the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Perhaps he's filled up with uh with jelly or something. Uh, yeah. Well, we're, oh, we're... My, oh my god, you overcooked Marvin. <laughs> god damn it. He's he's like splitting at the seams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I'm Winston Wolf. I've come to save your turkey dinner. <laughs> no, he, he gets rid of the shitty turkey dinner. Yes. Uh, they yes. overcook and you basically murder. Yes. So then it's like, nope, mm-hmm. nope, we're going to get rid of this. Yeah, yeah he's, he goes to Samuel L. Jackson. What are you going to do is you're going to fucking take these giblets out and you're going you're gonna to cover it in towels. <laughs> No, you gotta put the you gotta put the towels down before you take the giblets out. Yeah. 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 And make sure it's clean. Make sure it's fast. So we're we're starting to get in some weird territory though, for for Thanksgiving dinners. Uh so we went green bee casserole, salad, glazed carrots, beef, chicken. And then we get back into some normal stuff. Broccoli, deviled eggs, fruit salad. So you have meat in addition to your main meat course. Yes. Okay. So here, uh, that's a no-no. That's a hardcore no-no. I don't buy it. Uh, The only meat product on the Thanksgiving table is supposed to be the turkey. The turkey is the centerpiece of the Thanksgiving dinner. You don't throw a, a flank steak right next to the turkey and go, okay, there's my turkey and steak, or there's my turkey and chicken. And to hell with the individuals who think that a turducken is a viable alternative to a turkey or something specific like that, because now you're just getting into weirdness. What about ham? Will you accept ham as an alternative meat course? Uh, no. No? No. Nope. Because ham is on Christmas. Ham goes for Christmas. Turkey is the only thing that is traditional Thanksgiving. Okay. Unless you're a vegetarian or vegan, and then you do like a, a tofurkey. That's yes. the one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I actually thought it was that uh, uh, John Ham comes and says grace. <laughs> <laughs> and he's pretty fucking glazed. God damn it. Like when, by the time he gets to the hundred and fortieth house, he's not feeling it anymore. <laughs> well, the thing that gets me is we're starting to get into some other weird things. So we got the deviled eggs, the fruit salad, cranberry sauce, mixed vegetables, yeah. broccoli, the Willem, Defoe, the Willem Dafoe special. Right. Um, I'm something of a scientist myself. But then rice, Brussels sprouts, soup, coleslaw, peas, applesauce. That cluster? Applesauce, applesauce, yeah. Applesauce I can kind of see. Because it's the sweetness that sets off the the starchiness to everything else. But, But, you you know, are you going for cranberry and applesauce? Yeah, cranberry sauce and applesauce? Surely not. I mean, one or the other. Yeah, I mean, like, you're you're picking from the fucking Garden of Eden. You're going straight into the serpent's claws there. Right. You, you got to do. You got to do one or the other. That's really all there is to it. Like you can't. You can't double down on cranberry sauce and applesauce. Right. I just. Yeah, it's. Super, super well, and then now we're starting to get into some our more some of our more ethnically diverse foods. Corn pudding, beans and rice, collard greens, tamales, Jello, fish, duck, turnips or turnip greens. Lamb, black-eyed peas, plantains, and tofu. As this list goes on, it sounds more like fucking Noah's Ark. Yeah. Yeah, and the rhinoceros humped the, uh, you know, the the, the Great Dane is what happened. Well, because... Yeah, the the rhinoceros Dane. 
Well, you have to. It's, think. Actually, it's actually just a rhinoceros that speaks Danish. <laughs> uh, potentially, yeah. You, you have yeah. to think, though, as other people come here from other places and they're eating some of the more traditional Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving foods, there's also things that they're going to stick with from their own culture, like yeah, beans I can and rice that. and plantains and, you know, black eyed peas and collard greens and stuff like I can get that. I can see that. But that's this is just this list is so odd and I'm shocked by some of the results on it <laughs> see it it stops becoming what is a traditional thanksgiving you know what is on the the traditional tabletop during thanksgiving and it becomes uh what did everybody show up with for the potluck dinner right and this well, doesn't even yeah. cover desserts which is pumpkin pies and apple pies and a fucking we had a one family member that was always bringing fruitcake to Thanksgiving and that's a Christmas thing like head cheese <laughs> yeah like it's just it's so weird like why is butternut squash soup something that keeps popping up that's Where's odd the corn on I don't top? understand how 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 soup is a thing that happens during Thanksgiving right like soup doesn't seem like a a Thanksgiving thing right but where's the corn on the cob? Because my family always did corn on the cob. Yeah, corn on the cob or, or, or you know, corn in general or, you know, yeah. Like, it, I, I feel that in addition to a turkey, most vegetables are not off the table. Like, right. you can have any basic type of vegetable that you want. And even the idea of a fruit salad, while on the line... Because it seems more of a dessert kind of thing. Right. Uh, it's acceptable. You can roll with it. Because fruit salad, you have it at a barbecue. It goes with the, you know, everything else. And... Mm -hmm. Ambrosia is more of a Thanksgiving item than a necessarily a fruit salad. And they are very or, similar. Uh, or a drink of the gods. The Greek gods. Yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, I mean, but those are foods that are traditional Thanksgiving foods. But see, my family always did turkey and ham on both holidays. That doesn't make sense. And nope, nope, nope. Like doesn't make sense. We would never buy a whole turkey outside of the holidays. But outside of the holidays, buying a whole turkey and making that motherfucker, and then freezing it or sectioning it and making lunches out of it. That is a great way to eat for a while. Oh, yeah. Leftovers. We're, we're not even getting into leftovers. We're not. But actually, I, it's, it's quite ironic that your American Thanksgiving, we're talking about using every part of the bird because actually uh, the Native Americans used to use the whole bison. Yeah. It's... Do you know what I mean? So, you know, be thankful that all you've got to make do with is a whole turkey instead of a bison. Fuck. I I am making loot strings out of these bison tendons. Oh, God. Well, that's okay because uh, I'm making boots out of the lower intestine. Oh, my. It's just, it's one of those things where, like, a lot of the same foods that you see on Thanksgiving you see on Christmas in a lot of American homes. And 
it's such a you'd be surprised the number of things that are um that that are from other cultures that we've adopted as as things that are traditional american christmas foods like it just it it's so weird cuz i you look up traditional christmas dinners in america and you click on that photos tab you're seeing turkey 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 uh a roast turkey some ham like lamb vindaloo yeah <laughs> now it's awesome yeah uh, i would love uh chicken tikka masala for <gasps> thanksgiving i would be totally okay with that so i for the holidays because i do live so far away from my family I get a pizza from the local gas station pizza chain and I watch pizza and or I I watch videos and TV and movies and eat pizza until I nap and then I wake up and I do it all over again. <laughs> I think um I think last year is when we finally actually started to, it was either last year or the year before that we actually started to break from tradition and we were like, you know what? Screw the whole turkey bullshit. Let's just get Chinese food. We, when we were having like 50 people over for Christmas, my mom and I would pre-make a whole bunch of like garlic pizza crusts. We'd make a giant batch of pizza sauce and everybody would do a, a build your own pizza We'd pop it in the oven for a couple minutes, melt the cheese, finish the crust, pull it out, cut it, and they were off to eating their eating their pizza. You know, was the you know, was the coolest thing for like a build your own pizza was a uh, English muffin pizzas. Oh yeah, little little tiny little tiny like four inches across pizzas. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Don't know how I feel about that. Really? English muffin. Mm-hmm. More like English, nothing. <laughs> wow. Ouch. Throwing it down. This is coming from yeah. a man that eats a thin slice of cantaloupe every morning for breakfast. Yeah, well, I just do that to remind myself that I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> so a thin slice of melon and like, uh, just like, oh my God, I feel like I'm in Soviet Russia. <laughs> and uh, I love what I'm putting into my body. Wow. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, Low hanging fruit on that one. <laughs> yeah, redacted. Um, <laughs> scrubbed. Nah, yeah, thin slice of melon every morning. Uh, just, you know, keeps me humble, keeps me at bay. Um, keeps keeps me uh, regular. Yeah, nice, nice and regular. I mean, you know. Every every movement is like a solid fist. A no wiper. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go. Uh, I prefer ghost drop. Just bombs away. There you go. Done yeah, and done. Yeah. Just to remind myself of the uh, World War Two Blitz. <laughs> so, uh, taking it down on Coventry Cathedral. Uh, sorry, I'm distracted looking at Christmas foods, and I'm... Oh, of course, chaos. we're having a wonderful conversation, and you're looking at pictures of Christmas foods, when obviously we're talking about Thanksgiving foods. Well, Man. I'm making the comparison, sir. 
Oh, well, Cause I don't I'm, think you need to do that. I'm seeing things like prime rib and fish as uh, things that are traditionally also served uh, in American Christmas. And there's the apple yeah. ciders and the eggnogs and the hot chocolates. But, wow. Prime the... Rib? I really think that Christmas is slightly more flexible in terms of uh, culturally appropriate dinner dishes than Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving, it's turkey. Right. Turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes. That's what you got. That is that is requirements of Thanksgiving. Right. It's... And then you get weird by adding, you know, macaroni and cheese. Or whatever that yeah. is all about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you're making a fucking classroom diorama. I hated those. Yeah, hated those. Never had enough stuff to make a make a diorama out of. So it was always like a shoebox with, um, you know, and and it's unfortunate too because, you know, you'd use a shoebox for keeping stuff in. It's like I want to keep my crap in the shoebox. What we got to use to make the diorama? All right. Well, what am I going to put all my stuff in? Uh, dump it out on the floor over there and push it in the corner. Okay, fine. So you make the diorama, and you're just cutting out basically like paper figures and, and trying to make them stand up, and, and <laughs> because you're a dumb kid and you can't figure out how any of this stuff works, it's all crap that ends up folding over and, and just looking like... Uh, Shut up, know, Mom. A, a, a Shut up, Mom. Shut up, Mom. It's Goku. <laughs> it's Goku. He's power level 9,000. Yeah, and he, his his wacky hair is made completely from elbow pasta. I hate that show. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like uh, Dragon Dragon Ball. Not my thing. Most anime, though, not my thing. I was gonna say not you're a fan. not an anime guy, though. No, no, I like certain anime. I think uh, Ghost in the Shell is very respectable. Yes. Um, Akira mm-hmm. is the. Akira is the jumping off point of anime, and it is a classic, and I fully understand that's a classic. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but it's not the cutting edge that everybody holds it as the gold standard of what anime is. Um, Demon City Shinjuku, Vampire Hunter D, that's all great stuff. And then you've got the modernized kind of stuff where you've got uh, Castlevania on mm-hmm. Netflix, which is phenomenal. Yep. So stuff like that, that I can get behind. Stuff that's not serialized, uh, whatever um, like Dragon Ball Z is or any of these shows that are, oh, uh, how, how, much, uh, how much does this have to it? Oh, it's, it's 52 seasons of a show. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's 52 seasons of this show. Why the hell am I going to watch 52 seasons? That's my lifetime right there, watching a a, a ridiculous cartoon. Right. Well, the thing about Dragon Ball Z is that it's it's constantly jacking you off and not letting you climax. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm just, I'm watching someone with, like, red aura around them going, ah, ah, for, like, three hours, and I'm disgusted by it. Uh, and I'm like, wait, I came here for Goku, and he's still, he's dead after the first episode. And then he runs across a giant uh, stone snake for like six hours. Any of the oh. stuff I've seen that has to do with their combat is just, it, it, it's like, it's like each one just screaming at each other, flexing. Yeah. 
It's, when did this become the universe, uh, the, the Miss Universe, uh, you know, pageant with with bodybuilders screaming at each other in in funny flashing lights? Mm. Not my thing. Not my thing. Well, and so I dream of world peace. Ah! The the thing about anime is there's just like any other type of television. It's so fucking like you get the the stuff that's very you know teeny bopper girly you get the stuff that's very like aggressive and like you know just shit smashing into each other and but you get some stuff that's actually like pretty well written or actually has a decent plot or a decent story and it's always the shorter stuff because they know when to fucking yeah. stop and yeah I was gonna say there's so much of it but how come I don't find like the majority of any of it even remotely worth watching? And see, I'm like, yeah, no, no. I watched all of all of Ghost in the Shell that's available, the movies, the TV show, and I love Ghost in the Shell. Uh, Ghost in the Shell was one of my first real animes I fell in love with, but there was a a movie that came out around the time of Akira. And at the time of Akira, Ninja Scroll and Akira and a lot of those were mm. groundbreaking in storytelling and animation and stuff like that. They were groundbreaking for that. And so that's why so many people hold it to such a high, uh, hold it up on a pedestal like they do. But comparing it to what we have now, it's not a fair fight. But it's like comparing action movies of the 80s to the action movies of now. Or video games of the '80s to the video games of now, like it's 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 an people can. It's an evolution. Yeah, it's an evolution. And I Ninja Scroll by far was one of my favorites. I loved loved Ninja Scroll. I but I also loved um, Samurai Champloo. It's Mm. one season, and. The music Cowboy is, Bebop. Yes. Fucking, Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo have the same people behind them. And that's why they're so iconic in their own way. I'm so excited for the new Cowboy Bebop movie or the, the new stuff coming out on Netflix. I'm so excited for it because Bebop is one of those series that it tells its story. It gives you everything. It wraps everything up in a nice, neat little bow without being so over the top and dramatic and without the story not making sense. And uh, yeah, it's so uh, good. as an aside here, I think I've mentioned it on the pod before, but uh, one of my favorites, neon Genesis Evangelion. Ah, uh, yes. Cause that, that shit is just about mental health in a way that's so forward for its time. It's a show about mental health. It isn't about big robots, uh, you know, uh, skull-fucking each other. Mm-hmm. There it's isn't enough a... really good uh, big robots uh, <laughs> stuff. Uh, I would say Neon Genesis Evangelion, the big robot show to watch. Even over Robotech? Yeah, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, no, it's, it's funny. The thing with anime is, I loved basically anything anime when I was a kid. 
and I was basically chastised for liking it. And it's so crazy how this thing has like gained such momentum now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, lest we forget the internet, and you know, this applies to streaming and what we're doing here is really the fucking uh, high school prom for the losers. Uh, maybe. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm counting myself in that. Right. You know, and I don't worry. Like it's not me. I'm not chastising anyone. I don't uh, think I ever went to my senior prom. I did. I didn't give a crap enough. Like uh, it, it's funny with school. I never gave a crap about much of anything. I was the least applied individual ever. Nothing extracurricular. Never stayed after school. No sports. Um, yeah. Couldn't be bothered. Shocked. Could not be bothered. <laughs> Shocked. <Yeah. laughs> I I was that guy, and then the great irony is, is that I'm now a teacher. Yeah. So like I'm like Otto, where I'm like, now I drag the school bus. Like I'm ready to go. But you know, applying yourself in school, what are you a fucking knock? So I applied myself in school. I was in a lot of extracurriculars. I was in so many extracurriculars that I couldn't get a job because there wasn't enough time in the day. And it kept me out of more trouble that I had gotten into. Like, it it kept me from continually being in so much trouble. But also, I lived so far out in the country, and I didn't have a car, and I didn't have a job. I didn't have my license, so it was school or home. And at least at school, I could play instruments, and I could do, you know, all these different things, but... I didn't, I went to my senior prom, I went to my junior prom, but my senior prom, (laughs) I had a date with one guy the night before, had a different date to prom and a different date for after prom, because none of them were available the whole weekend, and that is the biggest flex I have ever had when it involves going on a date with some, like, any, like, being being a floozy, anything like that. That is my biggest flex of it. It's like, yes, my senior year of high school, the, ooh, ooh, I'm almost a 30-year-old woman (laughs) who's been single for three years. Like, fuck fuck it, man. But it's just, uh... I didn't give a crap about school. Like, I showed up because I had to, but because I am me and the way that my brain works and the way that I absorb information, I never really had to apply myself or really try to apply myself. And it was like, you know what? Uh, we get good grades and uh, this is how we're going to, this is how we're going to skate on by is what we're going to do. Completely relate to that. And, and then uh, the thing is I, I became complacent at school, right? Where I, I basically became so good at, getting into trouble that I stopped getting into trouble because I, w- I would almost endear uh, the school staff after a certain point because they were like well he's putting a lot of thought into the fucking around <laughs> so that, um, <laughs> you get high points of praise yeah, for your, your level of tomfoolery it was almost endearing it was almost endearing but you know, as I said, so you you had the the cheeky shenanigans, not the malicious ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I I told a story on the last episode. I basically ended up doing 
because I was banned from working with people in uh, English speaking and listening, I ended up doing a puppet show with my lunch. Uh, they hated it but they found it endearing at the same time Uh, um, God school was crazy for me I lost my virginity at school not shocked do you know how do you know how do you know how pathetic our high school was so I went to I went to a tech school Uh, typically high schools they place their hierarchy of uh individuals who play sports higher up on the food chain. Mm -hmm. And because we were in a tech school, everyone was part of a particular shop class. And the school was, they tended to vary who they hung out with because you could have uh, football players in the shop class as well as other regular, more normal uh, non-mouth breathers. Can I just say, this is so wild because my school was what was branded as a technology college and oh. our shop, and it was exactly the same. Yeah, like, it, it's, it's yeah. a really weird, unique experience where uh, yeah. you're, you're so used to watching TV and it's like, this is how high school is. There's these clicks and there's the hierarchy and the sports people are always going to get everything that they want because they're on the top of the food chain. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and and that couldn't have been further from the truth in our school because uh, we had exactly one homecoming event a year, and it was required that we all attended because if we weren't all required to attend, no one would have attended because nobody gave a crap. And I don't know if you are familiar with what it's like to watch your own football team get booed as they kind of like uh come onto the 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 gym floor and get announced and it's like yeah yeah this is how good these guys are this this is how much we really care about our sports teams is when they start getting booed it's it's fantastic <laughs> and it was like this this sublime pleasure for me because i was like i really cannot be bothered to be here i don't care right now see my high school was a was a typical high school in all of the sense that like we had the cliques of the jocks and the cheerleaders and the art kids and the music kids and the drama kids and, and all this stuff. But we were such a small school that so many of those cliques overlapped that the jocks would give you shit for being in marching band. But when it came time to get on the football field, it didn't didn't matter as much. But the jocks thought they were hot shit and they never were because the band kids got everything that they wanted. We got required as a marching band to play post game shows because everybody would come to the football games, watch through halftime. And then third quarter was a break for us to go to the bathroom and hit the concession stand and do all these things. And everybody in the crowd would get up and leave during third quarter because <laughs> yeah. the marching band was done and our like we got special permissions as drama kids to take extra time out of class for like rehearsals or putting on shows for the elementary schools or whatever like we got special treatment and the jocks didn't but our football team got booed <laughs> in this in in the like at Friday night football got booed and all this stuff. 
so badly that one of our football players who was also on the baseball team when we were in we had a gym class together he did everything in his power to like try to break my nose and get me hurt and do all these things because i would mm-hmm. never sit with the rest of the girls i'd always be like so we playing basketball what's up <laughs> Foot, football and baseball that's you a know, bit I, like having turkey and ham <laughs> on your thanksgiving um, <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was like uh, a typical pot smoking, like in, like doing music burnout. Uh, but the school would always have these like annual talent shows, and we'd basically, uh, in fact, Ginger, I think you've seen one of these. There's recorded evidence of this yep. on YouTube. Uh, and basically, I I actually got respect from the jocks, uh, not because of the music or anything like that, but I, I would get in trouble like. They would ask us every year because we were like the only people making music in the school that wasn't like playing violin or something like that. We, you know, we were a rock band and they would ask us every year. And then I would always get in like merciless amounts of trouble because if there was like a creepy math teacher, so Dr. Smythe comes to mind, uh, wherever you are, Dr. Smythe, thinking about you. Uh, creepy math teacher used to drop his pencil and look at the girls' skirts and that. Oh, and so wow. I would get I would get in trouble every year because I would go up on stage in front of the school and I would be like, "Doctor Smythe, a pedo." <laughs> this and here and here's this song, and I would always get in like so much trouble. And then afterwards, I'd be like, "Well, Doctor Smythe does this." And I would never actually feel the brunt of that troll. But then one time, uh, my mom actually came to watch us perform. And she was dumbfounded and filled with rage uh, <laughs> when I called uh, the computing teacher, Mr. Cooper, a, a sex pervert in front of the school. Oh, my God. And, the, you know, that was my thing. Because I, I used to just, like smoke so much pot like at lunchtime and then by the time that these things would roll around i was like super stoned and i would just say pretty much anything that came like came to mind and i got in trouble so many times basically annually but they kept letting us go up and i kept doing it (laughs) uh yeah so that's that that's that's a little slice of my life that's fantastic (laughs) I Doctor Smythe's a pedo. That was that. That was the one that I really got in trouble for. Doctor Smythe's a pedo, <laughs> and I I had to go into his uh, room at lunch the next day and apologize to him. Was part of my thing, and I just like refused to do it. I mean, and I got I got like detention for two weeks, and then I didn't turn up for those detentions. So they tried to give me detentions for four weeks. And I didn't turn up to them, and then they realised that there was nothing they could do about it. <laughs> so, right? But, yeah, they. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, well, you know, fucking, what are you gonna do? Right. Uh, so the takeaway from that, Doctor Smy's a pedo. Wherever you are, Doctor Smy, I'm on to you. And fucking eat shit and 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 die. Is that where we're going with on this one? Or <laughs> don't die. Well, what are you some kind of? Why weren't you some kind of witch? I mean, I can neither confirm nor deny anything. Theoretically. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, Theoretically. 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 
Do Kill it. him with your fucking crystal skull. I mean... That movie doesn't exist. Do not reference crystal skulls. <laughs> <laughs> That's... I... When I'm sitting here working at home, I do a lot of, like, listening to, like, top ten lists of, like, you know, this movie ruined this twist ending, or, you know, top ten movies that are... um that are on Netflix that you've never heard of, or, you know, I, I listen to a lot of those kinds of things. Yeah, guaranteed I heard all of them. Oh, what culture has so many, what culture, yeah. I love what culture so much. So, um, speaking of really bad movies, uh, other than the aforementioned one that shall not be named, I have taken to watching, <laughs> silence, <laughs> silence, I have taken to watching uh, parody movies that are typically on Netflix or Amazon Instant. And here's the thing. Parody movies that came after any of the scary movie style of scary movies mm-hmm. are hot garbage. Yes. Hot, absolute garbage. Yes. They are trash. They are terrible. And um, I don't know what is the target audience of these particular films. But even watching ones, because each one is like a time capsule, and it is a particular set of jokes about a particular bits and pieces of pop culture of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched one that was... It was a riff on Fast and Furious. <laughs> and it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. And there are some other ones that are like the, let's see. It's a, it was a parody on the 40 year old virgin. Yeah. The 30 year old surgeon. <laughs> okay. So it's called the 41 year old virgin who knocked up Sarah Marshall and felt super bad about it. Oh God. Why? Oh, fuck off. Uh, meet the Spartans. Was another one. Uh, I remember that one. And do you know that there's actually multiple parody films about 300? So there's Meet the Spartans, and then there was another one with Will Sasso. Uh, The one that is a parody of Fast and Furious is called Super Fast. And uh, what is that found footage one um, where it's got... Not the Blair Witch, but the one where the the, the the dude puts up hidden cameras all over the house. Paranormal activity. And, Paranormal. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so Paranormal. Uh, it's called... So Paranormal Activity spoof movie is... Okay, and, and this one you're going to kind of crap your pants about. Uh, it is called where is it pull it up here 30 nights of paranormal activity with the devil inside the girl with the dragon tattoo oh why fuck off yep these are the things these are the things that I watch so no one else has to okay they're terrible they're utterly awful and they have the 
outtakes because everybody likes outtakes at the end during the credits. Yeah. The outtakes, which are supposed to be some of the funniest stuff because it's people doing dumb stuff and then laughing at each other about it. Mm -hmm. Those are awful. They're terrible. They're hot garbage. They are not anything worth the price of admission, even if you were being given $20. I mean, I love love terrible movies, but like not in that vein. So, scary movie. And Scary Movie 2, fantastic. Absolutely. The second that the Wayans brothers were removed from the Scary Movie franchise is when they began to fall apart. Mm -hmm. Do you know what the the sad thing about that? It fell apart as soon as the Zucker brothers got involved. And, you know, and this is why it's tragic is because they fucking did the Naked Gun trilogy. Oh, that was a fantastic parody mm-hmm. series. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that I, I I don't know if you ever saw the, the there was a series called Police Squad that uh, preceded it. It was absolutely amazing and had the possibly one of the greatest running gags that I can think of, which is that someone would open a box of cigarettes and they go cigarette, and then like Leslie Nielsen would look at the packet of cigarettes open and go, I know. or airplane airplane Mm. is another fantastic one also by the zucker brothers which is why that fall from grace uh, they get shot charlie sheen in for scary movie three yeah yeah Yeah. uh dog shit and none of the you know none of the wayans brothers were part of that one yeah yeah um and, you know, uh, due credit to Marlon Wayans, he really was the face of Scary Movie 1. Mm-hmm. Yep. If he, uh, uh, but uh, White Chicks, hot garbage. White Chicks, you think, was hot garbage? Yeah, yeah, I didn't enjoy White Chicks. Even with Terry Crews in it. Terry Crews is the shining star of that movie. <laughs> now, we're going to wind the clock back even further. And we're going to talk about a cultural um, touchstone for the time period. So it's the 90s, a variety show where one particular comedian got his start. How about In Living Color? Oh, wow. Not familiar at all. That's where Jim Carrey got his start. That's where the Wayans brothers got their start. And actually showed that a multi-ethnic cast... Uh, on primetime in the 90s could actually draw a crowd. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's to be applauded. Uh, very much so. And it, it was something like, it, it was like, wow, th- this is, th- it was a great show. It was an absolutely great show. And there is, when you look back on it, uh, definitely some cringy comic elements, mm-hmm. but... Uh, it was it was definitely a dated product of the time, yeah. but the yeah. fact that it was actually a thing that happened is the best part about it. And it was the springboard for the career of so many fantastic comics. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing about like, because I was talking to someone about things that were quote unquote okay back in the early two thousands. 
in the 90s, in the 80s, and how people are getting canceled over that kind of stuff. And it's like, what you have to understand is society has come a long way. Not long enough, in my opinion, but society has come a long way in the fact that there's representation of people like me. There's movies that are starring women as these badass characters when it used to only be James Bond and other men and women were just a trope and that's the the Marvel comic series of superheroes and how long did it take Marvel to give um a female lead their own movie mm mm-hmm. mhm there's, there's, there's something sad to be said for the fact that these, the the, the more diverse that the Marvel Cinematic Universe gets, the more panned it gets by the fans. I'm it, noticing, like Shang Shang Chi was uh, released to a, a whimper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chloe Zhao uh, directs the Eternals. The Eternals is getting absolutely fucking shit canned. Yeah, and it just showcases that uh, people still for whatever reason, aren't ready for that. Because they see the 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 the, the great incongruity here is that representation is still seen as basically a corporate pandering to these people that yeah. can't accept. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, well, they have to do that. Everybody... Absolutely everybody should have the opportunity to go to a movie, to watch a television show. Every little kid or uh, every adult should be able to sit there and look at the television screen and all of a sudden see someone and go, that person looks like me. That is someone that I can put myself, you know, in, that I can, I can feel like that is, that is my character, that is me there. And they, they all should have that. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's, it's a shame that it, exactly like you're saying, it's seen as pandering, that it's some kind of woke culture tomfoolery to have an actual legitimate cast that is a varied group of individuals and not just a whole bunch of old white guys. And you guys want to know something that, and it's, it's nothing that... I think allies and supporters of these causes realize happens is because I see it as a woman, as a woman who is not straight. I see it constantly where someone says, well, I'm a man. I'll fight for you. And then I get steamrolled. My message gets lost and them trying to scream for something. They get the kudos and the pack on pat on the back and I'm still getting shit on at the bottom of the pole. Like, mm. people aren't listening to what we need to feel fucking heard. Feel like we're actually getting somewhere. Even one of the reasons I will never get into acting, acting, and I wanted to ever since I was a little girl is because you don't find women who are built like me who are not in a comedic role, a slapstick role, or 
they are put in a movie or a TV show to have their weight made fun of. Well, yeah, I, I was making this point the other day um, to my girlfriend. We were watching and uh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing about the Fat Amy character is just, it's such an ugly representation uh, in that, you know, the joke is that, you know, because she's fat, she vomited or something. It's And I'm just like, fuck me, man. Like, that's some Stone Age shit. But then when Rebel Wilson loses weight, she's not going to be funny anymore. Uh, what? 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 Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. They're acting, yeah, under, the, they're acting yeah. under the pretense that she was funny to begin with. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I felt that one. Goddamn. Wow. I mean, but that's just the <laughs> Put thing. Put some spit on that one. Holy moly. You know, you know what? Fucking DM me, guys. I just don't like it. I mean, but you're allowed to not like her. But like oh. Melissa McCarthy, she was in one sitcom, Mike and Molly, and she was in. I'm sure she's been in other TV shows, but then she she's always been in movies where she is the butt of the joke constantly. And I'm cool with being the butt of the joke. I'll make fun of myself all the time, but not I'm allowed to make fun of myself because Mm -hmm. I know who I am. I'm comfortable with who I am. I and like I allow some other people to make some fat jokes, but it's because we know it's a joke. There are people who will refuse to give someone who looks like me a chance because I'm going to be hard to costume. I'm going to be hard to fit through this tight space on set. Like the number of things that I have heard about people like me. And I'm just like, nah, fuck you. That's why I stream. And I'm like, it's it's because it's all excuses. It's all just simply excuses. And, Uh, you know, it's funny. The thing about this though, is that um, it's, it's almost as if, right. That people base their opinions and viewpoints on these kind of things on uh the the trends found in like late night hosts talking about these movies mm-hmm. and you know i just don't i'd like I, I i'm struggling to find my point here i guess but like, there is a point at the heart of what i'm saying and it's that the the if you see stephen colbert Say, uh, which, by the way, controversial idea. Stephen Colbert was way better when he was aping right-wing culture rather than what he's doing now. But people see Stephen Colbert uh, saying things about representation and and what have you, and they're like a, a basically a hick with backwards ideas, and they're watching that and going like. Hey, this fucking asshole is a part of the fucking left wing agenda. And but we we become so focused on these like small cultural sound bites made by people pontificating on the product rather than the product itself. Uh, And that's true of, you know, I've said it before in a previous uh, podcast, you know, what it boils down to is this idea of media in the last five years being called content rather than entertainment 
And when it becomes content, we start focusing on the conversation around the thing uh, almost detrimentally more than we come to appreciate the thing itself. Yeah. And it get, and basically what you get is that like a load of people with kind of half-formed ideas uh, feeling like that they online have to become this expert voice uh, that comes to define uh, what the culture is doing right now or uh, feel that they've got to become cultural commentators. And everyone's a cultural commentator on content being put out these days. And actually, funnily enough, like rather than becoming a serious critical debate about media and the benefits of what's going on at the moment, it actually becomes a divisive space instead. Right. Well, and that someone was giving me shit for for talking about something that actually I was kind of passionate about. And it's like I was catching catching flack for talking about the the skincare line that a, a female streamer who is a, a woman of color given her shit for putting out a skincare line that claimed to um claim to prevent blue light from your computer screens from damaging your skin and i put it out there and i criticized it not trying to beat down a woman of color, not trying to beat down a fellow creator, not trying to beat. I'm, I'm like, don't fall for gimmicky bullshit. Like, do I support her outside of that from a distance? Absolutely. Good on you. Get it, girl. Do your thing. I want everybody to be happy and successful, but I don't want people to be happy and successful to other people's detriment. And there's a difference between what I did and what other people do saying, she's a woman, she shouldn't be doing this, blah, blah, blah. She's dumb. She doesn't know what she's actually doing. She doesn't know anything about the research, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's a difference. There's a huge, there's a huge difference in how you behave around certain things based on your fucking motivations and it drives me up the goddamn wall and everything is like that from thanksgiving dinner whether ham is allowed or not to this shit like uh just caveat ham is not allowed <laughs> true it's true <laughs> uh, ham is a no-go also, in, in, in the context of this uh, this particular statement that you're making, um, this is why I play video games. Mm-hmm. This is this is why I just play video games, and I have a grand old time doing it. Yeah. I, I can't keep my mouth shut sometimes, because I need to shout it into the void somewhere. Because if I keep it to myself, I'm going to become a giant ball of rage. And I'm just going to fucking roll around and just rage everywhere. <laughs> So we don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I I just play video games, and oddly enough, my channel, for as much as I kind of lead from the front, mm-hmm. it's it's very it's very PG rated in in a in a weird kind of way. Yeah, and 
I don't know if it's because I I carry myself the way that I do and set the example, or it just kind of is a thing that sort of permeates everything else. Like, no one is overly, you know, hostile about things. No one's making, you know, all kinds of weird innuendo about things or being verbose about off-color topics and such. But it's nice. Um, it's it's nice because then I don't have to really worry to a degree and I can just sit back and I can play a game and playing games is my excuse to be able to talk to awesome people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. And that's what I enjoy doing. And granted, yes, we're we're not talking about hard-hitting subjects or anything like that. Mostly it might come down to what kind of pie is popular in your part of the world, but I get to ask questions like that from people who are in Australia or Singapore or the Netherlands or, you know, anywhere else across the globe. And it's fun and it's great. Yeah. I certainly enjoy it. Well, and like, that's the thing. Like, you know what my, I mean, you've been around my streams since the very beginning. You have that founder's badge, sir. Yep. Like... Cause I'm special. So special, special. Um, anyway. Uh, but I, like, I do a lot of gaming. But, like, my stream last night, I sat there and was in just chatting for two hours as we just shot the shit. And I try not to go off the fucking deep end. Um, and talking about stuff. If it's something I feel very passionate about, I feel is very important, then yes. But we spent a huge chunk of last night talking about, oh God, what do we even talk about? Cause I know there's, I got DMS from people about it. Um, I was getting, getting a lot of fun poked at me about stuff. What was it? Um, no. <laughs> I got DMs from people in your channel once before too. <laughs> oh God! Uh, and it was about the uh, it was about the uh, the bro Thor comment or yep. the, uh, the the quote unquote fat Thor. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, oh, so it's okay to make fun of fat Thor. All right, even though the dude's trying to do the very best he can. Right. And it was like, uh, and then I got people. Hey man, it was just you know it's just so it just it's just a you know a joke and everything and and I forget what the context was and it was like uh, you know I hope you don't have a problem with things I'm like well if uh, if if I had a problem with things we wouldn't actually be having civil discourse right now right it's uh like some people in my channel like they're too high strung for their own good. In, in certain places. Some people don't know how to take a joke. But we... You know that I've got a, a kind of a dirty, twisted sense of humor. Um, but I was playing Power Wash towards the end of stream last night. And I was cleaning yep. the carousel. Oh, okay. I remember seeing the, uh, I remember seeing the helicopter. Yeah, with the snorkel. Uh, the, the carousel... The poles that the horses move up and down with, the game called them horse rods. And so everybody in my chat is snickering like five-year-olds at the term horse rods. And I was like, God damn it, you guys. Let's, 
Let's be grown-ups here. Fuck. <laughs> and then they became even more grown-up because it got more adult real quick. Oh, uh, who's... <laughs> 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 this exactly what happened last night. <laughs> God damn it! Fucking. <laughs> what's the What's the across the pond version of like Marlboro Reds? Uh, Marlboro Reds. Marlboro Reds. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Go choke down another carton of those bad boys. Like twenty a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> I got the horse rod stuck. I was that, like, that's what that's what your doctor prescribes. A couple of these a day. I was like, lucky strikes. Why? Mm. Why are we giggling about the term horse rods, you fucking animals? But like, I mean, we're <laughs> it's just mild, mild chaos that then goes full bore chaos, and I'm just like, what? What? What is even happening anymore? I'm going to just sit here and play my games. Y'all cause your chaos somewhere else. I'm going to be here. <laughs> right. It just fucking yeah, well, you, insane. Yeah, you're there to clean up, not to dirty up. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Unless unless uh unless you can start, you know, throwing mud pies in uh in in power washer simulator. Oh my god. <laughs> So I just I don't know. Like it's just so weird. I don't know, man. It's fucking my stream has changed so much since the very beginning. You were around for the days when I didn't have a webcam. Right. And now I'm putting up fancy color changing lights in my room. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> to to add to the background. <laughs> I almost put up, or I almost bought a green screen recently, too. Wow. I go with a green screen because I like the, um, I like the extra real estate it gives the, the video game display. Yeah. I, my current overlay situation is, I, I don't have to worry about the green screen, and I probably won't, but there's things that I want the green screen for. And I just need to bite the bullet and get one. But, ugh. Muns. Num number 16 on your uh, Thanksgiving stream list is uh, <laughs> collared green screens. Oh, my God. I never had collared greens before, I don't think. Unless I've yeah. had them and I didn't know that I was having them. Yeah, well, I mean, what's the deal with collared greens? Like, you go into a fucking wedding, bro. Is that where they serve them? No, no, it's the colored. God damn it. I hate it here. Sorry. I hate it here. I want to go home. <laughs> and it, I, thought, I, thought, I thought weddings were more about chicken or beef. Chicken or beef. Well, that's number 37 and 38. And then down at 42, <laughs> we've got lamb. Oh, God. Well, I mean... Lamb, lamb is weird. Lamb is a weird uh, meat product, and personally, I like lamb in Indian food more than anything. Like uh, lamb vindaloo, yeah, so yeah, well, good. When I used to eat meat, lamb was my uh, go-to curry. 
meat for sure. Mm. For absolute sure. No, I don't eat meat. Uh, fuck lamb. You, you baby sheep eating motherfuckers. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> veal. A little, little bit of little bit of veal for you. Uh, oh, thank you. No problem. Uh, uh, it might surprise you to know I'm not a baby cow, but I do struggle to walk. Oh, veal! That's a weird thing. Yeah, just keep them in a keep them in a box so they don't go anywhere and stay nice and tender, like like children, like like children. If you were if you were to make a meal out of children. Oh God! All right, Hansel and fucking Gretel over here. Wait a minute! Wait, wasn't she a witch though? Who threw them in the oven? Oh, it all it all comes full circle. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, she couldn't. She didn't uh, admit to being a witch due to uh, tax break purposes. Is it tax break or was it copyright infringement? <laughs> DMCA, man. <laughs> I hate it. And then she had the uh, the uh, the candy house or the gingerbread house or whatever it was. Yeah, and I big... kind of feel like that was crossing the line somewhere with you know like either Candyland or something like <laughs> that where it was. It was definitely pushing the envelope, and and I think somebody would have been knocking on her door with a, a notice from a lawyer somewhere. But yeah, chances it, are she would have stuffed them in an oven. The, that's, the, yeah. that's the worst thing about owning a gingerbread house is when uh, middle middle aged aunties try and uh, press on it to make polygonal shapes uh, match each other in Candy Crush Saga. Uh, yeah, because that peppermint looks like that peppermint over there. It's true. Yeah. Like, oh, it matched the candy as well. Uh, sign me up to fucking Mensa, man. Or, or you get the um, the the stereotypical, um, like your grand your grandparent would have a a bag full of butterscotch candies. Yeah. I don't know if that was a I don't know if that was a thing, but uh, I had I had a grandfather, or he might have even been a great grandfather. He basically had a dresser drawer full of butterscotch candies, and it was one of the most Aww. weirdest, strangest things to see because he would always just and he had a, he basically had a treasure trove, like he was the Scrooge McDuck, and that was his 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 money bin, and it was filled with butterscotch candies. Yet he would only ever give you just the one. It's like, dude, you could give me a fistful and not even miss them, but you're going to give me one butterscotch candy and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like he wasn't a great grandfather. He was a shit grandfather. Uh, he wasn't terrible. Uh, but he did drive a... Uh, he, <laughs> what he, a good he, review. <laughs> he, he did drive a Ford Escort, so there was that. Ford Escort with a... Uh, it was like a, a late 80s Ford Escort with a bumper sticker that just simply said Hawaii. And I was like, okay, that's unusual. Yeah. yeah Granddad Lua. Granddad Lua. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he never really said too much. He just kind of came and went. He still drove. And it was funny because my grandmother never drove. She had her license. She could drive. She chose not to because she was a neurotic psychopath. And... <laughs> <laughs> my great grandfather would just like bye and just go walking by everybody, hop in his little escort and then take off. And then he would come back in, hi, and then walk back to his room out at the back of the house and like take a nap or watch 
Wapner or whatever the hell was on. But it, it just it was it was strange, so strange. But then again, um, I don't know. My my grandmother on that side of the family was always just a just a dink, just a just a awful human being, like very unhappy, like a very very unhappy person. And it's like, why are you gonna be like that all the time? To which, case in point. Um, she was on her deathbed, so she's basically in the hospital, and everybody, all the relatives and shit like that are gathered around, and I was like, yeah, you know what, I really am not bothered by this entire situation, you know, she goes, she goes, but hey, let's show her this wonderful video of, of two turtles in a zoo getting it on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she thought that was amusing, actually. She actually legitimately thought... That was amusing, and it was probably one of the first times that I, th- I, I think I ever really heard her laugh a- a- about something that was funny, instead of just being just a miserable, misbegotten lump of flesh. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, I've got opinions. What? You never know. Yeah. So, so, rest in power. Um, turtle porn aficionado. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what? If, if, if honestly, if that was like the last thing that she saw before scurrying off to the great unknown, I feel like my job was done and done properly. That's a very you yeah. thing. Yeah. I still have that video too, actually. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> well, uh, could we just wait till I'm dying until I've got to watch it? <laughs> no, I'm going to, I'm mm. going to forward it to Ginger Snaps actually, and then she can forward it to you. So there's, there's a, a little, uh, thing right above this recording room that says resources that you have access mm-hmm. to, Storm, to just drop things in there. All right, let me see if I can find it then, because it's on one of my YouTube channels, of which mm-hmm. I have several, so... Not shocked there. Yeah, well, one of them was uh, just a repository for stuff, and then the other one is actually, like, you know, video streaming none suchuries. Mm-hmm. Let's see, switch account. Let's go to this one. Well, while you're digging that up, yes. uh, I think it might be big brain to get oh, you with a few guest questions, and then we can wrap up our, our special Thanksgiving episode, which has been about so much more than Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I love it. When it's so much more than just that. Oh, absolutely. Right, so yeah. you're going to get that right okay. there. Pilgrim yes. bastards with your fucking turtle slow fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit more than slow. There is some power behind this big fella. Oh my goodness, why? My, oh my god, my dog's just coming in. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? The dog's going to watch him over his shoulder, make him uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, well, just fucking... I don't want her to watch me watching this, just I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't like... <laughs> I, don't, you know, I, don't, I don't like turtles, but like, I don't want to see These are turtles. really big turtles, too. <sighs> nice. I think it's quality content. <laughs> this is just what the listener signs up for. Yes. Yeah, man. If you're going to do it, do it right. It's going to I be... am here 
to party. That's what it is. It's just part of the meta um, meta of this podcast is that we watch videos and things that they can't hear or see. And <laughs> they're just super confused. I mean, I'm all right with that. Yeah, don't worry. It's uh, it's all above board. Tells tells fucking unbelievable, right? And and there's like a long pause, and there's just like one big thrust, <laughs> and 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 the turtle that's on top, his expression and the noise that he makes, it's like, <laughs> and then there's a real long pause and like a wind up and a thrust and a, <laughs> and it's just it's just nuts. It's kind of awesome though, but it's 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 pretty wild. Yeah, it's a bit too real for me. God. Well, yeah, I mean, it's at a zoo for crying out loud. Why why wouldn't it be real? Ah! Ah! You don't want to go down that road. Ah! Uh, now I'm paying alimony out my ass. God damn it! Uh, alimony real, turtle. Uh, you got a real nice shell on you, you fucking. Uh, uh, ah! Oh my god! Here comes another thrust. Alimony Galapagos. My last, I can't believe I'm doing porno. My last job was Jurassic Park. You know, these, these things are probably decades and decades old. And there I am like an idiot recording them. I mean, you know? could be worse. Oh, it very um, well could be. I actually took a picture with my really nice camera. And um, I used to give these pictures out as uh, gifts over Christmas. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know who my favorite turtle porn actress is? Donatello, Shelley Duvall. <laughs> I, I thought you were going with one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no, 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 no. Or or Splinter. Yeah, Splinter gets weird with that stuff. <laughs> Shredder. Yeah, that, Tonight we yeah. dine on turtle yeah. soup. Like, that's, Shredder, that's not Tai Chi. <laughs> no, David Carradine was Tai Chi. He also went out getting off. So, yeah, yeah, and um, oh, yeah. Uh, I actually find his acting suffocating. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, well, you know that that whole you know Kill Bill thing and like. All you had to do was uh, show him some turtle slow fucking, and then he'd go into the closet and give it the old wank that uh, out. Yeah, whip out the belt and wank one. Yeah, yeah. Give it, give it the old pumper's necktie. Wasn't it him and uh, the 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 singer there, Michael Hutchins? Yeah, yeah. Michael Hutchins did that. Yeah, in yep. excess. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? If you're gonna go out. Go out happy. I mean, I guess there really are worse ways to to end it <laughs> off into I, the, the the great ether. I'd want it to be as I was finishing, because <laughs> how disappointing else? What a metaphor for life. <laughs> Going out on top. Yeah. He died as he lived. Trying to make a fist and trying to come. I thought you were going to say <laughs> hand wrapped around your junk with a belt around your neck. Yeah, well, 
come on, too real. Um, you know, fucking David Carradine. Rest in power, man. Oh, I, I just hope David like, Carradine is eh, not one of my favorite actors. Not one of my favorite actors. Yeah, he's approximately no one's favorite actor. Yeah, David Carradine's favorite actor wasn't David Carradine, as he fucking showed us. <laughs> Ultimately, uh, let's see. How do we end David Carradine's career? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not with a bang, but with a whimper. <laughs> we don't know that. I can just imagine it was like, hey, uh, I know. And like then a... some like random line from Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beatrix Kiddo, I presume. Superman is not actually Superman. He's like, can't, can't. That's what he thinks about him, man. <laughs> Like, oh. My finger death touch. <laughs> I replaced Bruce Lee in the show Kung Fu. <laughs> I will never, ever, ever understand that show Kung Fu. It, well, it Just... was meant to be. It was meant to be Bruce Lee. Yeah. I mean, like, how much better would that have been? Infinitely, because anything Bruce Lee did was infinitely better than anything else anybody else did. Yeah, I mean, like, Bruce Lee used to be able to do push-ups with one finger, and I'm sure he could asphyxiate, he could asphyxiate himself whilst masturbating with one finger as well. Um, so, that leads to the argument, though, like, the Chuck Norris jokes and everything else, but then you've got Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee never really had a chance to fully prove himself, even though he did, in fact, throw down with Chuck Norris at one point in time, I thought. Yeah, he did it in... I I can't remember which film it is. I want to say it's The Way of the Dragon. I am not 100% sure. He beat the shit out of Chuck Norris there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, after a while, the Chuck Norris joke... Absolutely detested it. Really? Yeah, just like people at my school saying, what's stronger than Chuck Norris? And it was like Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, I can shut I can the fuck up, bro. Kind of, kind of boring. Yeah, Chuck Norris tried to shave the other day, and he broke the shaver. What does Chuck Norris have behind the beard? Another <laughs> fist. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, we get it. You like Chuck Norris, all right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you and uh, what media with Chuck Norris have you enjoyed over the years? No. I don't think any of his movies were any good. Uh, no, I will no, go absolutely. on record to say none of his movies were very good. Um, yeah. And if you Mo go into Walker Texas Ranger, yeah, I was going to say marginally, marginally more like, okay because there was a supporting cast. Yeah, more like more like Walker Texas Stranger. Because more like more like Walker Texas uh, Dodge commercial. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. He was in Dodgeball, and he gave the thumbs up. I feel like yeah, that, that was, was about like, it. That was the like the beginning. Like, what's yeah. more, uh, what's more awesome than Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris with a froyo. F fuck off, bro. Yeah, yeah. He he looks like he votes Republican. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. 
fucking red-headed stepchild that he is. And you know what? He didn't even have the good grace to uh, commit autoerotic as, asphyxiation. Well, like give him clown. time. He's he's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah, but I mean, like, Ch- when Chuck Norris jacks off, he plunges his pelvis into the depths of hell with the pure weight of his fist. There's my joke. It was horrible. Yeah, that was the point I fucking made. <laughs> God damn it. All right. I'm going yes. to redirect us a little bit here. Okay. So away from Chuck Norris. Yes. Uh, cause we keep talking about Chuck Norris. I'm just, I'm going to check out, uh, <laughs> yeah, ch- Chuck out pretty fucking much. Uh, so Chuck myself out a window. Pretty goddamn much. Um, yeah, and it would be the biggest Chuck out of a window you've ever seen because it's Chuck Norris God, into the bed of a Dodge truck. God damn it. I hate it here. Storm. Uh, yes. guess questions. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to get the, the standard guest question that everybody gets, uh, which was given by the wonderful red, the abnormal who, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do I? Yes. You know, red, uh, uh don't, worry, I'll, don't worry. I'll edit that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll like, I'll, I'll like rearrange it. So it's like, instead of do I, it'll be like, I do. do. <laughs> hey man, don't you Puma Mega Mix me? Um, yeah, well, well, just you wait. Let's get like, the Acid House Puma remix coming up. God damn it! Have you have you heard the uh, have you heard the Puma remix? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, you're in for a treat. Yeah, Puma. Um. You may be surprised. <laughs> oh my god! So, so yes, Ginger Snaps, you were saying. What is your mundane superpower? Mundane superpower. That is a very good question. Um, personally, I don't believe I have any. Uh, I just exist in this world and make my way through it. And sometimes I piss people off by being me, and sometimes I actually, you know, get in good graces with people by being me. So none of that answers the question. If you had to pick yeah, a mundane superpower, what would your mundane superpower mean? Yeah, it's it's definitely more hypothetical than that. I, I, I can I just like offer a suggestion for your mundane superpower? Uh, it's being able to answer the fucking question. Yeah, but I can't. <laughs> See, that's 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 the that's the rub. Um, the, the fact that I dance around an issue so much when someone tries to peg me down on, uh, answering a question about a particular issue, it's like, yeah, eventually they'll get tired. So mundane superpower, what would that be? Um, you know what? I think it's gotta, it's gotta, it's gotta be something like, uh, I like lucky charms. I like Lucky Charms, so therefore, always being able to find a bowl full of Lucky Charms that's just the marshmallows. All right. I I like that. I like that. And it's also food-related, so. Yes. Uh, What you're perfect at. Um. (laughs) Okay. Um. 
and then we've got actually, I, I, I dig that. Uh, Druid and I have, have stayed at our own many, many times. But I think, uh, let's see. I've got some other just like questions out of a long list that were submitted by the wonderful Sexy Beast Mojo. Um, uh, if you had to choose, would you rather have antlers or be covered in hair like Chewbacca? And why? Antlers, because it's rad. <laughs> not, e- not even, not even, I wouldn't even, like, you said antlers, and I didn't even have to hear the rest of the statement. I would have antlers. That shit would be awesome. <laughs> okay. Druid, yep. what about you? Um, well, okay, I'm a pretty hairy guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, it might surprise uh, the listener and uh, people in chat to know. Um, my dad, completely hairless. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a very jealous man because of this fact. Um, he's always going, really? Mike. Yeah, he's like, Michael, uh, you hairy bastard. And I'm like, Yo, bro, you, you know, you ain't got the hormones. Um, I do. That's just the way life is. I'd rather be covered in hair. Uh, the reason being, I'm already covered in hair. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay. You know, it's it's funny you mention that because my youngest brother, who's, I believe, like 15 years younger than me, he is like a little mini Wookiee. Like, he could braid his chest hair if he wanted to. Oh, my God. It's, it's like... In, in in certain in certain circumstances, if he were to take off his shirt, it would look like he had like a had affixed a, a wool sweater to him in in like a, a very strange uh, fashion, like super glued it to his chest or something. But um, me, not so much, not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny how the, the like the genealogy lottery uh, like plays its hand, and it's it's playing me with a pretty hairy hand, so. Uh, I'll go Chewbacca because it's not much different, and uh, my pontifications uh, arise to nothing but a simple whimper of a small. (laughs) (laughs) I'd still go with the antlers because that would be rad. Yeah, well, I don't want to be in a Fallout Boy video. Well, see, here's the thing. Every single video game that I have where you can affix antlers to a helmet, I do it. My Highlander in For Honor, uh, along with his giant claymore, has antlers attached to his headband. And it's like, yes, this is awesome. (laughs) Well, when you put it like that, I mean, I want to go and rock with the boys. You know what I mean? Get out there, Adobe did. But you know what you you could do? You know what you could do? You could, like, bleach and dye that hair that's on your your Wookiee body. Yo, imagine the frosted tips. (laughs) God damn it. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Like, you know, crazy time butterfly, that shit. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or realistically you could uh you could get like a, a bleached stripe from the top of your head all the way down to your tailbone 
and basically, you know, when you're brushing your hair, it's just like right from the top to the bottom and wipe them those uh, little dingleberries and everything. Just whoop, right on through. God damn uh, it. But you know the worst part about being a Chewbacca? Hmm. Always having to give Han jobs. God damn it. <laughs> Like a, a limp wrist and a in my like in my pocket. <laughs> I, I particularly enjoy where this question had gone. Yeah, hand jobs. Uh, Handison Ford. God damn it! Of <laughs> wait, is it Conair or Air Force One? I can never remember. Air Force One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Air Force One. Uh, it all comes full circle. He was also wasn't he married to Callista Flockhart? I think so. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they're still together or not. Yeah, well, he had to divorce her because she was a fucking Harry Potter character living in a living female body. Because Clarissa, Callista Flockhart. God damn it! <laughs> That's a name right there. Uh, Gryffindor. The Sorting Hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God damn it! I don't see. Here's the thing. I don't know what I would answer. Would I rather have the antlers or be covered in hair? Because the hair could help hide the antlers. But as a woman, there is so much maintenance that you would have to do to all that goddamn hair. You'd either be shaving it all the time. How or... many buckets of conditioner would you be oh using? Oh my like, god! Like I'm pulling drums of conditioner per week. Right. Why is it the Brazilian wax? Imagine that just going from your chin to your vagina. <laughs> That's like that's like Stephen Colbert in uh, <laughs> or uh, not Stephen Col- uh, what's his uh, name there in a uh, fifty uh, forty year old virgin. Oh fuck, um, Steve, Steve, Steve Carell. Carell, yeah, Steve Carell, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's like Stephen Colbert. Oh my god, I hate it here. Colbert. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, you're the one asking the questions. I know. You know? You're you're tempting fate. I know. And we're going to do one more, and I'm going to, I'm sure that it's going to be, oh, it's just going to be chaos. But, um, last one from Mojo. Uh, and then we'll wrap it up. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? One meal or mm-hmm. one type of food? One meal. Breakfast. But what would your breakfast consist of? Um, a buffet. That mm, mm, that's cheating. Mm-hmm. I know. See, there's that you <sighs> didn't specify enough. Oh fuck! Oh, he's got us here. <laughs> oh wait, we've got caught in the web. <laughs> got caught by the Chewbacca growing up. <laughs> <day>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Guess what? You get you get you get scrambled eggs caught up all in that Chewbacca hair right there. God damn it! <laughs> it's a weird remix of the Frasier theme tune. It is <laughs> scrambled eggs all over my Chewbacca hair. <laughs> Good night, Seattle. I love you, Jared. What Frasier about Crane? Oh my god! What what would your meal that you if you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life? What would it be? Uh, okay, let me think on this. It would be uh, World War Two rations. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I'll tell you why, just so I can like you know remember the good old days when we were out there inglorious bastarding the shit out of that motherfucker Hitler. <laughs> uh, as I sit there eating uh, like a brick of spam. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's your turkey and ham <laughs> together as one. Um, you know, it might not be Thanksgiving, but it will do. Uh, you know, rice and beans, you know, taking it out uh, of the water bath, uh, singing Glenn Miller songs uh, like the Chattanooga Choo Choo, uh, remembering the good old days, that's it. Just taking it to those Nazi fucking scum every time I open uh, my satchel. Uh, because, I'm, you know, I always used it's to say... A, it's, a, it's a satchel, not a purse. <sighs> That's a semantic argument. That I'm not <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> it's a satchel, okay? It's like, no, dude, that's a purse. And I'm like, nah, bro. I keep my tampons in my uh, overnight bag. God damn it. So that's me. Yeah, uh, World War Two rations. Everything the body needs, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot it doesn't. Yeah, and a lot it doesn't like spam. Uh, spam, the great culinary evil that it is. I mean, uh, what is the fascination in our culture with reconstituting meat? It's it's actually huge in Hawaii. Yes, it's a massive thing in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, believe it or not. Yep. Um, well, fuck going there. I don't like pineapple on pizza anyway. <laughs> You're fired. Ma- yeah, mahalo, motherfuckers. No, you can't be like the Brady Bunch. You can't take that uh, sacred rock back to your hotel room and not curse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. The sacred rock called, and the only thing that can can be called sacred rock is Black Sabbath. <laughs> a little bit of Aussie. Got yeah, it. yeah. Well, I, I, I actually come from Aussie's hometown, and it's a big point of pride. Hmm. Um, yeah, what the fuck you do, Sharon? <laughs> uh, that, that's me. Uh, that's that's basically me. Um, we have. A bench named after Black Sabbath, and a tram line named after Ozzy Osbourne. And for one day, the tram had Ozzy's voice saying, "Like the next stop is Bilston." <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It. it was like for one day, though. For one day only. The next stop is Bilston. They actually um, just released a music video. It's actually a cartoon. It is the Lemmy and Ozzy version of Hellraiser. Oh. And it's it's a cartoon, and it's absolutely worth watching. It's fantastic. Uh, I would point people's attention to... Uh, there's something on YouTube, and I don't know if it's era-specific or not, but it's a... Saturday morning Carter in starring Black Sabbath. <laughs> Absolu- absol- absolutely hilarious. Do they meet Scooby Doo? <laughs> Ruggy? He's like, have a joint on me there, Scoop. Oh, Ruggy? Oh, no! 
<laughs> Scoob. Uh, uh, Where'd um, all the Scooby stacks go, Scoob? <laughs> that is a ridiculously good jacket. It is. And I love it. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, I know. What was that guy's name that voiced Shaggy? He used to have uh, kind of like a Johnny Carson show. Casey Kasem. Casey yeah. Kasem. Yep. And he had yeah. the he had the top forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he also had the honor of being the name of the uh, menu in La Noire. <laughs> Such a bad joke. But, um, God I'm so it. glad I, I'm so glad I made it. Um yeah, Casey Kaysen. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Um Can I just get everyone's opinion on this? Like Scooby Doo. Yeah. Could he could he talk or were they on edibles? Oh edibles. Hands down. All- all day edibles, all day. Yeah. Although it's yeah. it's which version of of a of a you know Scooby Doo? Yeah, so we're, we're are we talking classic. about the movies or are we talking about the movie with Matthew Lillard who played Shaggy? All of and them. And then we find out that uh, Scrappy Doo is actually the uh, the 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 mastermind. All of them. They're yeah. high Spoilers. the entire time. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers they, on that movie. They are high one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, like. Uh, Gee whiz, Scoob! It's like, uh, oh, it's Professor Hyde White, and then like they they take the mask off, and like as soon as the the gore mask uh, reveals like a human face underneath, they're all like carrying and like carrying in the corner. Like, whoa, that's trippy, dude. Do you and know then, the like, technical name? A technical name for the um, the neck adornment that Fred wore. An ascot. Correct. Well, I know because I, we did a lot of period uh, shows, and there were a lot of ascots. <laughs> I only I only know it's an ascot because there were. Um, I've said on the podcast many times before. I come from uh, a background. My family background is that my dad loves Kiss, mm-hmm. the band Kiss, and they did a a special where it was Kiss meets Scooby Doo, and they did a song for Kiss meets Scooby Doo saying, "Don't touch my ascot." Mm-hmm. Yep. Interesting. In honor of Fed. In honor Very of Fed. interesting. Yeah. Uh, absolutely terrible piece of shit. Don't watch it. Uh, what's worse, that or the Return of the Jedi Christmas episode? The holiday uh, episode. Well, it's got to be Kiss Meets Scooby Doo, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Kiss Meets Scooby Doo. <laughs> Um, I mean, surely the the Christmas special, uh, the Star Wars Christmas special, is so bad it's good and and like entertainment. It's like mm-hmm. red letter media fodder. It's like a piece of shit, but it's such a massive piece of shit that it's like almost becomes part of the cultural lexicon. Whereas Kiss Meet Scooby Doo is just straight hot garbage. Laurel and Hardy meet Scooby-Doo? Uh, what, what, I always remember when I was a kid, they had the Harlem Globetrotters. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and, yep. And, like, as a, and like, it was obviously made in the 70s or something. And I'm watching this pretending like I know who the 1970 Harlem Globetrotters team were. <laughs> and, they, and, like, 
Scooby Doo basically portrays them like they're the fucking Fantastic Four. Uh, if Josh Trank uh, had written Boys in the Hood. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I saw Josh Trank's uh, Fantastic Four with Miles Teller in for the first time uh, about three days ago. Oh, boy. Fuck, fuck me, they're not lying about that film. Nope. What a piece of shit. It is unfortunate uh, that every single Fantastic Four movie has suffered from being utter and absolute garbage. Have you ever seen the Roger Corman one? I may have seen bits and pieces of that one. So it's, they basically, they made it as a tax break money laundering scheme. Uh, and also it was to keep the Fantastic Four uh, rights uh, to that company. And they got Roger Corman to make the biggest piece of shit that he could. That had Yeah, because the, that's those, exactly what yeah. he's known for. So, so no stretch there. But <laughs> good pun. <laughs> um, but, but somehow it actually, in terms of story pacing and what have you, it's actually probably the best depiction of the Fantastic Four on the big screen that we've had. Probably because it's honest. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know why they get done so dirty, the Fantastic Four, every time that the uh, director deems himself worthy of attacking the source material. And it's not like they don't have an idea of how it should be portrayed, how it should go. It's storyboarded right there in myriads of comic books that you can pick and choose from. Mm -hmm. But yet it's like, we're going to take these characters and we're going to make them completely our own and do them over and do them new. And it's like, <laughs> but then that's not the Fantastic Four. That's just four people yeah. with powers that we're familiar with and you're just completely changing things. Yeah. yeah uh, but they give it to, like, Josh Trank, who hasn't, uh, you know... Whose Rotten Tomatoes page is a load of green splurges. Yeah. And it's like, what were you expecting? Yeah. Uh, I don't Shakespeare. Know, I don't know how we got from the topic of if you could only have one meal for the rest of your life to this, but uh, I feel like that's a perfect example of what this podcast is. Be because I'm involved. <laughs> True. Um uh don't underestimate the power of, like, a British man with a glass of wine. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> this is true. I've only had a Pepsi over here, so... I've had water. This is the second time you've mentioned Pepsi, and I'm starting to think that we've got, like, an undercover sponsor on the cards here. Give me the fucking money, then. <laughs> it is the choice of a new generation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> Okay. No, uh, first time the, okay. damn, the damn soda tried to uh, tried to murder me, and uh, this time it's just staring at me as an empty can over there because I've already finished it. Yeah. Soda of iron, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you damn right I am. I I think though uh, I'm gonna sneak in my answer to the question real quick: uh, steak, mac and cheese, and uh, green beans, uh, and that would be the one meal I'd eat for the rest of my life. Anywho, we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> uh. Without a chance to make me scream in horror at your choice of mac and cheese. What? With a steak. What yeah. Yeah, I'm on board with that one. That's that's kind of... Eh. 
it's it's all of my comfort foods and favorite foods. Well, more for me. That's 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 I'm that's sorry. Me. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, you don't have to like it because you're not eating it. <laughs> yeah, but we can judge. Yeah. yeah, I'm like damn right. I'm not eating that shit. I I'm used to being judged. It's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, go cast a spell somewhere. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah. Storm, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you yeah. so much for having this wonderful conversation with us. Um, you've got an opportunity to promote anything you want to promote. If it's your any, uh, I'm going to promote this beverage that I'm drinking. Oh my god! <laughs> Tell the kids where they can find you, shit lord. <laughs> Uh, wow. Storm of Iron on Twitch. Storm of Iron and all my socials are all linked off of that. Uh, I have a YouTube channel, which all my content typically gets uploaded over to. But yeah, yeah, find me over on Storm of Iron. And get a Discord channel linked off of that. Twitter page is linked off of that, which is also Storm of Iron. So mm-hmm. pretty much anywhere you look and you look for Storm of Iron, that's where I am. Hell Yeah. Uh, Storm, thank you so much. I couldn't have thought of a better person to have on, uh, coming into Thanksgiving and the holiday season than you. Uh, so thank you so much for being here. You're quite welcome. Druid, this was nice. We'll have to do this again. Uh, I've missed this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's nice. Have to do this again sometime. Absolutely. Like, like, like we've not given the people a whole calendar day of us just talking <laughs> bullshit. <already>. I know. <laughs> but, Quite a bit of it, actually. <laughs> and thank you, everybody out there listening. I appreciate you. Have a happy and safe holiday, uh, whether you celebrate something or not. Uh, absolutely appreciate you. And season two will will be here sooner than you think.